Welcome to the Militant Grind podcast. Today, I have Tom Palladino, who is the founder of Scalar Light Energy. Tom, how are you today? I am well, and thank you for the invitation, Jim. Oh, no problem, no problem. So I'm very excited about this um, this show we have today because I've done some research on what you do, and it is like something I've never seen before. And me as a big fan of Nikola Tesla, and I'm sure you get some ideologies from him. It's kind of like, wow, now we're implementing something, you know, from the from modern day, from what Tesla was doing back in the early 19th century, you know? Yes. So just to give our audience a clear understanding of what scalar light energy is, can you explain what it is in layman's terms, like to an eight-year-old, what scalar light energy is and how it actually works? It's fundamental energy. It's the energy of the sun and the stars. This is the vision that Nikola Tesla had. Instead of creating energy through a power plant or drilling for oil or building a nuclear reactor, you simply harness the energy from the stars. This is solar energy, stellar energy. It's the free energy of the universe. This technology will change the world. Okay. And in what ways will this technology change the world? What are some of the benefits that people will be able to harness from this type of energy? Well, Tesla in his day was demonstrating with scalar energy instruments. He had a tower in Long Island and he could actually illuminate objects at a distance. Right. Well, I, I can't do that yet at a distance, but I can do that locally inside my laboratory. I can take a light bulb and under the influence of my instrument, I can illuminate a light bulb. So if Tesla could do it at a distance, eventually I want to be able to illuminate a light bulb at a distance. So what does that mean? It's free energy. We don't need an electrical grid. We can do away with the grid. We can simply tap into the free energy of the sun and the stars. Mm -hmm. This is so appealing to me. This is going to change the world. It's, going to, it's a sea change for humanity. Okay. And so how do you see the future of scalar energy research evolving and what breakthroughs or discoveries are you most excited about? Presently, I'm working with people and I'm working with these instruments in order to identify microbes, remove microbes, remove viruses and bacteria. I do it all through the energy field. It's not a chemical process. So I have to convince people that this works. And to that end, I have a website in which we offer people 15 days of free sessions to introduce to people the technology. You have to introduce it. Once we introduce this to a sufficient number of people, then, if you will, the, the wheel will start turning. And later, once people accept that, then we can move on to free energy and anti-gravity and using this energy for a, for a cognitive enhancement and using this energy to address mental illness it goes on and on hmm. so so at the present moment chairman it's exactly what you're helping me to do educate it to a broader audience right right okay and can you give me several case studies on how scalar energy helped some of your clients or some of the people you know um you know just like two or three examples of like some critical things or critical illness or mental illness or you know, certain ways that this helped rejuvenate um, different individuals. 
Okay, let me present my work. I'm going to hold up a photograph of the HIV virus. If I were to place my photograph inside this instrument, that instrument would pick up on the resonance or the signature of HIV, look for it, and then destroy it. Now, I've been working with a clinic in Delhi, India, an HIV clinic in Delhi, India. Here's a photograph of some of the people that I've worked with. And by using photographs of microbes, in this case, a photograph of a virus, I can download the energy, the energy of the virus into the quantum field of the people. Everything is by way of energy. There's no chemicals. So the energy or the resonance or the signature of HIV is downloaded into people. And mm. that signal will look for HIV and destroy it. It's intelligence. It's, it's a signal. It, it's not a chemical action. So after working with these people in India, over 5,000 people submitted to this session through their photograph. Nobody has a viral load for HIV. Nobody out of this clinic of 5,000 has a viral load. So you, not to say you cured it, but you eradicated HIV from 5,000 people in yes. Delhi, India. That's correct. That's correct. Wow. Yes. That's correct. Wow. The, the group is very happy, and they go, they've go. they gone on record. Some of them have submitted PCR tests to us um, after we work with them. Here's a PCR test for one individual in which the individual reports that after being HIV positive for years, the red arrow, there's no detectable viral load. Hmm. So. We're, we're starting to get back many favorable reports, many favorable testimonies. Keep in mind what I'm doing is different. It's groundbreaking. It's never been done before. And I'm the only one in the world with this technology. I'm the only one in the world with this type of instrument. So what does that mean? We have to get people aware of what I'm doing. I don't work with the university, Shem. I I'm on this alone. So I have to get the word out. And you have to be protected. <laughs> <laughs> you need like, a, you yeah. need like a security system around you. Oh my God, that is major. I mean, so much money is made off of, um, you know, the HIV virus industry, you know, like with medications and stuff like that. So yes, yeah, Ooh, we, yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty major. And so can this machine be replicated or are you willing to like sell it to other people but the first step is is awareness. I'm not going to manufacture them. I can't. I don't have the means to. It's taken me years to develop these instruments. So I'm not going to mass produce these. Mm -hmm. What I envision is this. Now, to be very clear, when I work with people, I work with people through their photograph. You don't come to a clinic or an office. I can work with group photographs. So step one is to start treating millions of people by way of their photograph. And if I can prove it to people, or at least convince some people that this is of merit, then it will it will gain traction, so to speak. So to answer your question, it's all a grassroots movement right now for the next few years. As, as many people who come on board and they believe in it, then that will start this off as a global healing ministry. Where it goes from there, I don't know. But we're still at the educational phase. Hmm. Okay. And so another question I have, when it came to those people in India, how long did it actually take for them to get cured? Like how long did this, was the process for that? It's hard to say, but most of them felt better within the first month. 
And after two months, most of them were, their appetite returned, they were gaining weight, they no longer had malaise or, or any type of, a, they, they no longer had any type of nausea or, or any type of um, what I would consider AIDS-like or HIV-like symptoms. So within two months, most of them were symptom-free of HIV viral disease. Now, that is their testimony. By the way, I've never been to India. That is their testimony. We have those testimonies on our website. And we encourage people to read the website, even though the testimonies are anecdotal, they still speak volumes. Working with 5,000 people and not one person that has, has the HIV virus anymore detectable, that is significant. Wow. Yeah, that's very significant. Whoa. Yeah, that's, that's pretty heavy. That's pretty heavy on my saying. Is there anything else like cancer or, you know, any? It's, cancer is going to be a, a, another type of scan energy process, but a different instrument, I think a more powerful instrument. And why do I say that? I believe what holds together DNA or our genome is scalar energy. And if we can download the right corrective energy into our genome, we should correct cure, repair a mutation, call it what you will. So the easiest way to correct a cancer cell is with light, is with energy, corrective energy that corrects a cell from being cancer to being normal. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? I think it is. I cannot do that now. I hope to be able to achieve that in the future. Okay. Okay. And so what about someone that says, okay, I want to... Um you know, get more in shape, be more healthy. I want to add, you know, different minerals and, you know, different things into my body. And I want to just be like the most elite I could possibly be. Yeah. Uh, under, you... our pro under our program, we also address that. Now, keep in mind, everything I do is by way of photograph. So I'm going to hold up a photograph of D3, vitamin D3. If I match that photograph up to my quantum field, what am I getting at? Vitamin B3 is downloaded into me. So all of my work is by way of photographs because a photograph as a piece of paper has energy attached to it. Mm -hmm. So for me to download nice and B3 into my quantum field, I can do that with an energy instrument. And that indeed is how I practice nutrition. I myself do not take a multivitamin. I receive my nutrition from energy it's an energy transfer or sharing our communication of energy niacin will communicate with my quantum field this is the new science the test the science of non-physical reality wow and so is there do you have a way of like say oh, there was an anti-aging um vitamin that's i forgot the name of it but it's, it's just been going around basically like a supplement that's anti-aging right have you heard of it resveratrol or as an antioxidant yeah it's it's something like that so can you take that yeah. and you know just some something with anti-aging properties yeah. and hold it up to the light and then it's like okay i feel younger you know oh okay yeah, yeah. well here, here's a for instance this is a photograph of dopamine now why do i use photographs it's a source of light there's no human interpretation. There's mm -hmm. no room for human error. Okay. If I match up dopamine to my photograph, okay, the two energy fields communicate. So if I place my photograph side by side dopamine inside the instrument, okay, 
dopamine will download into my quantum field. Energy from dopamine will download into me. And what is the upshot? People are happier. We call this our endorphin program. Right. So by matching up two quantum fields, everything is information. The information of dopamine enters into me. If mm -hmm. we can communicate with one another by this, if you will, this video call, that's communication. I communicate through not videos, but photographs. And the photograph of dopamine downloads into my photograph. It's a quantum sharing. So we communicate by way of a video call, and I can communicate by way of photographs. Right. And so do you have, like, say if someone does have a mental illness, like a child with autism, not to say that's a mental illness, but a disability, like a child with autism, is there a way that you could probably, you know, help that child out to, yeah. you know, yeah. Sometimes parents say, and again, I'm going to demonstrate, the energy is so strong, it will balance the chakras. Now, I hold in my hand a light bulb. If mm -hmm. this instrument will illuminate a light bulb, then for one hour a day, I practice chakras. So one hour a day, I can download corrective energy into our chakras, into our brain waves. And many parents have told me that after a few months of working with this, an individual, their children with autism, they're more communicative because we're rebalancing or we are in some way reprogramming their brain waves and their chakras. They're more communicative. It's not a cure for autism, but it's a step forward. Right. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. And so this is very interesting. I, I should have asked this before, but what sparked you into getting into this this field? Tesla. Tesla. Nikola Tesla. I read Tesla as a youngster. And I realized that later in his life, he was working with free energy. He called it radiant energy. Radiant mm -hmm. energy. Why? Well, it's everywhere. It's, it fills the cosmos. So mm -hmm. what's the point? All you have to do is capture that energy. You don't drill for oil anymore. Right. If you look at, Tesla had a tower in Long Island, New York. Wardenclyffe is the tower. It's a scalar energy tower. He erected a tower out in the middle of nowhere, so to speak. There were no power plants around. Where was he getting the power from? The stars. It was a free energy tower. Hmm. This is what he tried to introduce with the Wardenclyffe Tower. It wasn't an electrical device. There were no moving parts. There were no wires leading into the into the tower. So what's right. the point? The point is he captured the star energy. Wardenclyffe, he could capture scalar energy. Hmm. And so from there, how did you, you know, start to do some of that research yourself like did you because it's i don't i don't know where you could actually like find you know any ways to actually like produce the instruments or about scalar energy so you went from that to building these instruments and how what was the process in between that i had i had the good fortune of meeting an american inventor by the name of hieronymus i never met the inventor but i met his family galen hieronymus was building scalar energy instruments and he was a brilliant person, but the world has ignored his work also. Nonetheless, I was able to work with the Hieronymus family, and I secured their instruments. I was able to actually buy scatter energy instruments back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. And since then, I've been working with a brilliant engineer. We have re-engineered these Hieronymus instruments. 
And now we have these very powerful instruments that we can send energy to anybody in the world through their photograph. Today, early in my lab, I was working with half a million photographs. Mm -hmm. So that that's the, if you will, that's the uh, timeline that I've observed. Right. And this, this kind of reminds me of, um, you know, different cultures paying homage to their ancestors by having the, a wall, you know, like an altar with their photographs and then like a candle lit up to it. And then they'll like, you know, they'll pray, you know, the same way with Catholics, like they'll have the uh, Jesus up there, the candles, which is light energy. And then they'll pray to that, you know, well, not, not, well, not pray to it, but just pray. You know what I mean? So it's like this concept it's more so like the it's similar, but it kind of reminds me of like you're taking it a different step by putting it into like the quantum field, which is very, very interesting to me. So it's like to me, it's not really that form because I know people have been practicing this type of, you know, these concepts for thousands of years, you know. You're absolutely right. This is prana or chi. Uh, some people call it consciousness. Others might call it life force energy, uh, ohm, uh, zero point energy. This is the other energy spectrum. Yes, electricity is valid, but there's another energy, mm -hmm. Tesla energy or ohm or chi or scalar energy that's much more efficient. Right, right. And so what, what, what will be some of the differences that make this much more efficient, you know, as, as you just said. Uh, why is this so efficient? You don't need an infrastructure. When I send energy around the world through a photograph, I don't need satellites. Hmm. I don't need substations. I don't need a step-down transformer. I don't need cell phone towers. There's no wires. I literally place a photograph of a person inside the instrument and the instrument will find that person. It will find their quantum field. So you don't need an infrastructure. Secondly, the energy is free. You just tap into it. These instruments are able to, to, if you will, create a scalar wave or harness a scalar wave, which is not electricity. So it's free energy. So I, whether I work with one person or 100 people or a million people, the, the operational cost is the same. Mm hmm. Wow. And so are you able to um, like say for someone like me, if I just say, hey, I want this, this, that and the third, are you able to just come up with, um, you know, like customized plans for people or is it more so just like, you know, it's, hey, this is what I got. It's standardized. Why? Today in my laboratory, I work with half a million people. So I'm only one researcher. I have to standardize everything. Um, so on my website, we have very standardized programs. We also, uh, as I mentioned, we have a program for neurotransmitters in which we upload or we communicate dopamine. We can communicate serotonin. Mm -hmm. But they're standardized. They have to be. Hmm. And why do they, why do they have to be exactly? Uh, there's only one researcher, me. <clears throat> if I had... If I had a thousand people a day asking me for a thousand different treatments, I could not do it. Right. <laughs> see, see, you know, and, and not, and I'm glad you're laughing, not, not to be condescending here or, or snide. I, I just can't, I can't do it all. German, right. I need help. And, and for the life of me, and I've said this so many times, where are the other researchers? 
why is it that I'm the only one in the world with this type of energy instrument offering this to the general public? I don't know any other person that's doing this. Mm -hmm. So I, I have to standardize these sessions. Now, when many people get involved, and sure, we can open this up and we can have customized sessions. I, I, I don't have the time. I already work 12 hours a day. I just don't have that time. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's understood. That, that, that definitely makes sense. <laughs> but they're just, you know, I would definitely like to have something more customized based off my goals, but yeah, yeah it, it makes sense. And say, you know, um, as, as far as like manifestation goes with this type of instrument or do, or do you have an instrument that you're working on in the future? That'll probably be more, um, you know, that'll help people with manifesting and, you know, help them with their dreams and their goals in their life or anything like that? I think this does to some extent now, but the a more powerful instrument should be able to correct those phobias, correct those addictions, should help people to manifest to a greater sense, to focus to a greater sense. Mm -hmm. So as, as this instrument is, if you will, amplified, the signal amplified, then we should see really an exponential increase in not only its power, but its ability. Right. Okay. So those, that day is coming. Please pray that God gives me the wisdom to do so. Oh yeah. That's why I just sold the seed right now. So hopefully yeah. it will come soon. You're right. You know, <laughs> someday this instrument will be so powerful. It could power a city. Wow. And do, and do that pennies on the dollar as compared to the electrical grid. Now, mm -hmm. keep in mind, there's no pollution. There's no carbon footprint. You know, many people are today are concerned about pollution. I understand. Right. This is non-physical. There's no chemical involved. Hmm. And so are, are there any practical applications or technologies today that harness the power of scalar energy that you could possibly uh, think of? Yeah. Everybody's familiar with the human mind. I believe the human mind runs on scalar energy. I believe thinking is a scalar thought. And I can prove that because scalar energy transcends time and space, and our thoughts transcend time and space. Mm -hmm. So what's the energy that drives thinking or intention or manifestation? The energy of thought manifestation has to be scalar energy, which is non-physical. Mm -hmm. Electricity involves electrons. Electricity is slow. Scalar energy is non-physical like our thoughts, and scalar energy is everywhere just as our thoughts are everywhere. Right. So the energy that really fits the paradigm of thinking and feeling is scalar energy, not electricity. Right. And, and so I read a one book called, um, I don't remember the name of the book. But anyways, basically they took a sample of someone's DNA or their blood, and then they showed, and then they like, traveled miles away, and they recorded how their blood actually reacted to them being in a different location and watching like a scary or traumatic movie. Have you yes. heard about, have you heard about that? Yes. Yes. That's my location. And that's what my instrument works on. You don't have to be here. Your photograph is you. Photograph. My intelligence, my mood is on this photograph. My blood type is on that photograph. This is why I tell people, don't waste your time and money and come to my laboratory. Your photograph is your bilocated version. Mm -hmm. You're right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And then, so what are some common misconceptions or misunderstandings about scalar energy that you'd like to address? 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. There are many. It's not electricity. You cannot, if, I'm, I'm sure many people in your audience are well-read, they're well-versed. But if you're going to study ele electricity, that's fine. It's not scalar energy and vice versa. So what's my point? You have to start over at, at, at the basics with scalar energy. You have to learn this science. It's mm -hmm. not electromagnetic energy. For instance, this energy never dies. There's no entropy. Well, with electricity, magnetism, there's entropy. So you have to have this mindset that this energy is, is perfect. It's eternal energy. That's another reason why we should use it to power the world. It never falls off with, with distance. There is no inverse square law. Hmm. Well, so it kind of reminds me of solar. Is solar kind of like a, a version of it in a way? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. Our solar panels are wonderful, and we should have yeah, we should have more solar panels. But here's the drawback: solar panels convert solar energy into DC electricity. I propose that we'll eventually have solar panels that work on scalar energy, which is perfect energy. There's no entropy. Mm -hmm. And so, scalar is wireless, right? And so, if scalar energy is um, you know, I say it did power the light bulb, which kind of like reminds me of static electricity from the scalar energy lighting it up. But say, you know, what about cell phones and microwaves and, you know, TVs? How will like will we have to, you know, because <laughs> that seems like that'll be a lot of scalar energy to power up, you know, what we use in our daily lives. So how you're, you're in right. the world will that be like? feasible at all especially due to the fact that scalar is wireless yep yep that's a good point so our appliances eventually will have to become scalar appliances and here's the key in your kitchen there's enough scalar energy to run your freezer your refrigerator forever you'll simply have a refrigerator that captures scalar energy in your kitchen that runs your refrigerator automatically without a wire without a any type of energy input. It's free energy from the sun and the stars. Tesla, by the way, did that with a car. Tesla took out the engine of a car and he uh, replaced it with a scalar energy motor. And he was able to, to travel about under the influence of scalar energy that powered his car. The, the motor was a scalar energy motor. He did not have a combustion motor. He took out the combustion engine what i've never heard yeah. of that that's yeah. in wow. buffalo in buffalo new york he, he was able to to um, uh, manufacture and improve a scalar energy car a free energy car and those who witnessed the car said it was silent in operation it was why because there's no combustion right it was silent in, in operation there's no no smoke no sound whatsoever. It's the energy of the stars. All of this, which should really serve to, to goad us to go back to Tesla and to learn, relearn what he did and, and if you will, reinvent his inventions. Hmm. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. So do you think that there's a conspiracy, you know, from like the powers that be that basically silence these great inventors and these great inventions because you know i heard of a guy that you know created a car that could run off of water and he ended up being killed and you know a guy that had something that could 
cure cancer and he ended up being killed and anything that basically goes against uh pharma the pharmaceutical uh, industry the oil industry the electrical industry like a lot of these people end up you know dying or their uh, information or innovations just never get out you're absolutely right during his day chester was receiving financing from jp morgan and the rothschilds and eventually jp morgan and the rothschilds caught on that he developed a free energy device and from that moment on, they were arch enemies because J.P. Morgan and the Rothschilds wanted to make money off of these inventions. And Tesla wanted to create free energy to liberate mankind. That's one of the reasons why you don't hear about Tesla today is because of the banking elite. Hmm. This, this is what we've seen. This is the suppression that we've seen for the past 150 years. Right. And so what difference do you see, you know, today? Like what, what, like, do you think it's just the power of the internet and the fact that like all of this stuff could get out online at like a much faster rate that basically now you have like a, a barrier of protection against the lead and against misinformation and, you know what I mean? Like, do you feel like that is what makes it different from an inventor such as yourself? Well, let me say this. Without the internet, without podcasts, I had no way of, of promulgating my work. So I would say that social media, modern day means of, of, of communication have helped me tremendously. Tesla never had that ability. There were no podcasts back, back in Tesla's day. Right. Um, secondly, yes, the fact that this is a grassroots movement, I have protection from God and I have the support of people. Tesla had no way to promulgate his thoughts. And so he was always considered an oddity. If you can prove to the world you, that this is of merit, then a grassroots movement will start. That's what happened with me years ago. We were still a grassroots movement, but at least we're gaining traction. Right. Yeah, that's true. And so you being the only person that can create these products and manufacture these products, what is the insurance that you have? You know, God forbid something does happen to you, you know, like, but it can, you know, it's just so. So is there like, huh? If, if I die or somebody kills me, there is no other Tom to be blunt. There's nobody mm -hmm. following in my footsteps. Nobody. Nobody wants to spend the time on this. I have no protege. So God protects me, we'll move forward. But that's a good point. And, and again, it's a shame. This technology has such great benefit to mankind. Where are the researchers? Well, uh, the modern day mass media doesn't want to promote free energy. And the universities don't want us to know that. And certainly the cabal keeps this under wraps. This is why I travel alone, not by choice. But very few people want to devote their time and energy to this. Mm-hmm. Right. And so do you have a like, because I would love for you to have some type of plan for like, just in case this happens to me, you know, I could pass this down or I'm going to, you know, create the product and sell it and pass it down to my wife, kids, you know, but I just feel like something like this should have some type of insurance just in case something does happen. Yeah. yeah you know, <laughs> like, not, I mean, you don't have to have a protege, but it's like, a manifesto like hey if this does happen to me you know this is how this works because in order for 
you know, in order for this to keep going, you know, in the generations to come, that has that definitely has to be something that's set, you know. Yeah, I, uh, I, my family knows how to operate these instruments, but they're not researchers. So, again, if we're going to make any progress, you have to spend a great deal of time and effort at this. So, I hope there's somebody in the audience who wants to make this a, a lifestyle decision. This is a wonderful lifestyle. I like what I'm doing, but keep in mind. No paycheck. You have to love it so much you have to work for free. How many people want to work for free, Sean? That's the problem. Right. That's well, the problem. I mean, you, you charge for your clients, right? For you said yeah, you have five hundred thousand people. I have, a web, I have I, I well I treat most of them for free. But I do have a website and it pays the bills. But prior to my website, I was working for free. And right now I break even. What's the point? <clears throat> in order to take this independent study on, you have to learn independent of a university. You have to do this on your own. Tessa, Hiron, myself included, we learned without the help of a university. Now, obviously, we all had university training, but when it's groundbreaking research, you do it alone. When you do something alone, it's without a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And it's without really any support. I don't have any support. There's nobody else in my laboratory during the day. It's me. Right. And so say for, for someone like me to say, hey, I would love to learn how to do this. I want to do it for myself because I want to give myself like, you know, customized vitamins and minerals and things like that. Um, is there a way for you to say, OK, you could start here, you know, like, I don't know, franchise it or something like that of that sort? There is no way. There is no way. It's, it's again, it all boils down to the instrumentation and if you have the knowledge to, to run the instruments. Well, um, maybe that day is coming that we can customize. I cannot do that. I'll work mm -hmm. with you. I'll work with your entire family. But it has to be the standardized approach for now. Okay. Well, no, I'm just saying for like, if, you, if someone wants to become your protege or several people, it's like, hey, I want to learn how to do this through you. Like, would you like have something in the future where it's like, okay, I'll have a course, I'll teach you, and you could do this on your own so you can help other people as well. I, I would be happy in the future. If I have a location where I can entertain people, I would be happy to do that. It has to be a campus-like setting. Eventually, we need a, like a, a university-like setting. Right. And, you know, all, all of that's doable. That's that's tenable, but it's going to take some some resources to make that happen. Yeah, yeah, because it, it can't be like over Zoom or anything like that. I could imagine, so that makes sense. Yeah, okay, yeah, because that'll that'll definitely be something that I would be interested in, like taking. Like, if you have anything like that, like, hey, come out to Florida for a week. I'll show uh, you how to do it. I'll just let me know, and I will be right there. Okay. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm I'm pretty. You know, I, I love quantum energy and a quantum field. Like I remember when I was um, walking in Santa Monica and I just seen Tesla and that was like the first time I seen the Tesla cars. And I was like, what? Like Nikola Tesla? Like I've, I've been on Nikola. I, I, I loved him, you know, like so. I'm, But then, like you said, there's like nowhere where someone could actually like start. You know, it's like, how do we get access to this information? How do we prepare forward if we're interested in this type of technology? You know, yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. Tesla was the leader. He, he 
he uh, was a trailblazer, and today we're still catching up to him. Uh, that day's coming. The key now is, is involvement. People have to be aware. People mm -hmm. have to be educated. If people understood what you and I understand about Tesla, you've done your homework. He would be headline news. People right. would demand it. Well, it's still being suppressed. You know, you, you've never heard this in academia. I've never, I, I went to school. I never had one professor mention Nikola Tesla ever. Right. I've seen, right. I, I've seen as the Tesla unit that, that signifies uh, magnetism. That's the only thing that I've ever, ever read in, in any physics textbook at a collegiate level. Right. How he created an earthquake in New York. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I, I definitely remember that. I was like, what? How did he? But then it's just. It just blew my mind how like no one propelled that research. Like, you know, like if we started there in the early, you know, 19th, you know, uh, 20th or 19th century, how, like, how are we not so far ahead right now? You know, because I, because I was just thinking like the internet Wi-Fi wasn't even out, but this man illuminated like so many light bulbs. You know, through energy. But I did watch the new Paw Patrol movie, and it was like the 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 um, villain was a scientist that had something like kind of like N Nikola Tesla's um, instrument, though. But then it's like whoever is in science or whoever's trying to do something big scientifically, they're always made the villain. You know, like the mad scientist, the evil scientist, and scientists are there's like so much bad propaganda put onto like independent innovating scientists whereas like now i don't even think people want to do it anymore because it's always like they're going to try to take over the world or do something crazy you know you're right tesla was in his heyday over 100 years ago why didn't we listen to him why why and for the past 100 years why has this been suppressed free energy intimidates the power structure today Mm -hmm. Free energy will change. It will actually collapse the monopolies. There's many monopolies. Right. Many of those monopolies are supported by the government. Free energy will change the monopolies. Free energy will make obsolete much of the technology today. Yep. That's true. That's a lot. That will definitely disrupt the industry. But, you know, with that, money could go towards other things, better things. You know what I mean? It's like... Right. Sometimes we got to break up the the old way of doing things in order for like money to be directed towards something, you know, new and better, you know, like maybe better infrastructure because the U.S. is definitely behind in regards to that. So, <laughs> yeah, it is. We, we are behind and, and we're falling behind every year. And this technology that's been suppressed could have solved our problems. This mm -hmm. is the very point of my research. I solve problems. And this is not paper shuffling. I solve problems, and my research is of merit. Well, with that in mind, let's let's incorporate what I've learned. Mm -hmm. And so, in closing, I would like to ask you, um, what advice would you give to young researchers or enthusiasts looking to explore the realm of scalar energy and its potential applications? I have copied nature. Tessa copied nature. When you copy nature, these are sun instruments or star instruments. You can't go wrong. Copy nature, work hand in hand with nature. Too many inventions today try to go against nature. You're not going to win. Copy nature, work hand in hand with nature. 
Very interesting. Because the sun gives us energy. Now let's say, okay, let's turn the energy from the sun into electricity. And that's where solar energy comes from. Very interesting. Because I look, I even think about like a, a, a airplane and how an airplane is designed exactly like a bird. You know, like the the beak and everything, even like submarines, they're they're designed the same way a whale is designed, you know. So I we definitely see that in a lot of you know technologies that we use today. It's like it's it's copying energy, you know. Yep. I mean na nature, I'm sorry. Yep. It's a different form of nature. Exactly. Nature is the greatest teacher. Thank you. Right. Okay, Tom. And so where can people find you? What's your website? Social medias? Yeah, go to the website, scalarlight.com. S-C-A-L-A-R. Okay. The website, you're going to upload your photograph. You can send in photographs of your family and your pets. Just a photograph. The age of the photograph doesn't matter. And you experience the 15 days of free sessions. You decide how you feel. Okay. Great, great, great. And so for anyone out there that probably uh, wants to say, hey, I do have this specific disease like the HIV virus like you did for people in India, are you able to help them with that as well? Yes. I, my approach now, I've standardized the pathogenic cleanse. That's what I call it. And we're able to target now over 400,000 species of pathogens. Here are photographs, of, say, of 15 different viruses. We're able to target thousands upon thousands of viruses and bacteria, parasites, fungi, all by photographs. So that's why we standardize it. We never make a mistake when we're working with photographs. Oh, so it's like just in case you do have something, it's eradicated through, oh, that makes sense. That, that's correct. So I have, a, if, you will, <clears throat> if you will, a broad scale approach. I work every day and I target potentially 400,000 species of pathogens. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Hey, Tom, this has been great. Um, you know, I'm very ecstatic to share this with my friends, especially, especially like my network of people, because I, you know, I definitely want to get this message out and, you know, this could help a lot of this technology can help a lot of different individuals. And I want to thank you for sharing it with me on the Militant Grind podcast. Like this has been amazing. And I really do you know I, I can see this and you helping a lot of people in the future yeah, we will and thank you for your time this will change the world help us change the world god bless uh, thanks Jim. thank you